0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry.
1: This is Mindy Garrett, independent consultant for Rodan and Fields, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Tony Guerra, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast Broadcasting from the Des Moines Health and Public Services Building at DMA- DMAX Ankeny Campus. Connect with me on Facebook at Tony Farm D1, or you can find over 1,200 pharmacy videos supporting my audiobook, Memorizing Pharmacology, on YouTube under Tony Farm D. Today we're speaking to Mindy Guerra, who is my wife and is going to be telling us a little bit about um, her side hustle with Rodan and Fields. Uh, and uh, it's uh, really kind of an interesting journey when we're talking about entrepreneurship and how someone just uh, decides that you know they have a good job, they enjoy it, and they want to do more and they want to do something that's really impactful and meaningful to them. So Mindy, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you. Well, everyone's road is a little bit different. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your leadership road uh, and how you got to where you are now.
1: I currently work at the VA in Central Iowa as a clinical ambulatory care pharmacist and now I also have the side gig as an independent consultant for Rodan and Fields. I went to pharmacy school at Drake University and then I went on and completed a PGY1 community pharmacy residency with the University of Iowa. After my residency, I accepted a job with Hy-Vee managing a clinic pharmacy in Ames. I managed two different Hy-Vee pharmacies over a five-year period and then I landed a job at the VA. I was lucky lucky to be granted an interview and hired, and I've been with them just shy of five years now.
0: Okay, well, uh, so you've got a good job. You you did the the school, the residency, and uh, you don't have any student loan debt. Uh, The house will be paid off years before our kids end up going to college. What made you decide to uh, start this entrepreneurial uh, side business?
1: Well, as a full-time working mom and a wife, it is hard to find time to stay connected with friends and make time for myself. I became a Rhodian Fields consultant to have some me time, reconnect with some old friends, make some new friends along the way, and grow as a person. I also truly enjoy helping people, and this job allows me the opportunity to do that. Helping someone gain or improve their self-confidence by improving their skin is priceless, also having a little extra play money each month to spend how I want without having to feel guilty about not spending it on you or the kids. (laughs) is pretty great.
0: So I didn't know, or maybe I didn't remember that you were doing some pretty severe skincare stuff before our wedding. Can you tell me a little bit about what you were doing? Something about peels or something like that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, every week for, I think, Two months, or maybe it's like every 10 days you can go, I don't quite remember, I would go have a chemical peel done. So literally they put stuff on your face and then your face peels off. So it looks like you have a bad sunburn and then your face flakes. It's quite hideous.
0: So you you did this because you loved me so much or you just <laughs> no. wanted to make sure you look great in the wedding pictures?
1: Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to look good in the pictures. Everybody stares at you that day. You don't want to look terrible.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I uh, I got a haircut and I didn't have to do a chemical peel. So I guess uh, it's quite a bit different. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I was so embarrassed to go get a thing of Clearasil. I did it under cover of darkness. I paid with my own money and I put it on and, you know, the the acne went away. But uh, you had actually a much different or much more difficult experience Uh, with skin when you were younger. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Um, I think ever since I hit puberty, I've struggled with acne breakouts and then I can't keep from touching my face. So then my acne scars. So I went to different dermatology, tried different prescription products, tried different procedures like that chemical peel and then microdermabrasions. I probably have paid um, for everything in that OTC aisle and tried it without lots of results. So about a year ago, um, a friend of mine offered to help me through Rodian and Fields product. I was I was hesitant, but at that point, because there was a 60-day money-back guarantee and I was so tired of just throwing money down the drain, I said, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. And it actually really worked. So I have such better skin now, less breakouts, and I'm really happy with how I look.
0: Well, tell me, let's actually back up a minute and go back to the OTC aisle. Uh, when I started 20 years ago as a pharmacist, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: there was two things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was Cliracil and uh, Oxy Ten. You know, so <laughs> they, they, they don't were... make that anymore hurtful. I don't know. I don't see the commercials. Uh, but but I guess back then, though, I remember that there was always someone in the cosmetics aisle uh, at the various um, chains, and I don't want to call out certain chains, because I'll go into a chain now, and there's literally one person on the floor. Uh, the manager might be in the back, and there's one person to run the register, put the things away. So, Back then, I think there was an expectation that you could get professional advice in the skincare aisle or in uh, the cosmetics aisle. And that's always first because of the margin and all of that. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what's happened in terms of that kind of service. Where where can you get service or where can you find out more about skincare and, and cosmetics?
1: Um, well, right now, I feel like if you walk to the OTC aisle, you're just overwhelmed with everything. So you're reading the products, trying to find something that will help you and just guessing. Really, the OTC aisle with all that stuff is really close to the pharmacist. So that would be where a lot of people would then turn to to get advice or to ask. But a lot of people are also kind of self-conscious about that. So they don't really want to discuss it. They just want to try to pick something and see if it works. But you're right, there's nobody out in the aisles really helping anybody try to narrow down or find the right fit for them.
0: Would gender be an issue here? I know that uh, you would always get upset when somebody would say, can I talk to the pharmacist and look directly at the male technician that's next to you? <laughs> and you're like, right here, right here, pharmacist right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> here. But if if you went into the aisle and you saw there was maybe a, a male pharmacist, uh, would you be less inclined uh, to, to talk to that person or would you... Because I even if you did come to me, I don't know that I could give you much advice because I just don't remember being trained in it. Yeah, I think this might
1: be an area where girls might actually be better at advising just because we've used these products. Um, I mean, most men barely wash their face, maybe use some lotion, but they're not going to know. I mean, they'll know how these things are supposed to work, but they're not going to necessarily know what the girl might be looking for in a way that could relate to her.
0: So tell me a little bit about how I I didn't, I didn't really understand the divide between skincare and cosmetics and how if you do one first, you actually don't even need the other or you hopefully don't need the other. So can you explain how skincare comes first, cosmetics comes second? I know some people enjoy cosmetics and some people don't. Uh, Can you explain how, how that works?
1: Yeah, so if you have a good skincare regimen or good skin or can fix the problems that are actually going on, you cosmetics are not necessarily needed anymore. So cosmetics are generally the things that we think of to cover our face and to hide any blemishes. So that'd be like your powders, your foundations. Um but if you actually fix the problem and you don't actually enjoy wearing that stuff, I do not enjoy putting foundation on. I don't wear that anymore, which is awesome.
0: So tell me a little okay. bit about many of the listeners that we have are, are pharmacy owners. Uh, I know one female pharmacy owner and most of the others are men. Um, how would you advise a pharmacy owner to make sure that what they have on the floor would be what's most beneficial to their, to their patients? Like, are are you, would you be able to consult with them? Would you be able to help them? I know that Rodan and Fields isn't sold in stores, but can you, are are you, could you give me, like, let's say I owned a pharmacy, could you go through it and like, just kind of explain how things work?
1: Yeah, then you have to think, I guess pharmacists, you have to look at the ingredients because half those things are the same exact ingredients, just branded differently. So I think carrying less of a selection is not so overwhelming for the owner or for the people coming in, trying to find the perfect product. So I think narrowing down the search and then have somebody familiar with all those items that could actually help them and talk to them about what those things are supposed to do.
0: Um, so tell me a little bit about Rodin Fields, kind of a, your journey. You started by, uh, you had a friend that uh, helped you with the product. The product helped you. And now you are working with her, working with the team. Can you tell me a little bit about how the actual, um, how you started uh, and how your journey's kind of going right now?
1: Being part of the Rodan and Fields Network on the business side has been very rewarding for me. I get to help people glow. It never gets old seeing a customer gush to me about their results and tell me how much more confident they feel in their own skin. I also get to connect with fellow consultants and make some new friends and that's also a great support system for me so if ever I have questions or don't feel like I have the right answer for any of my customers I can reach out to someone who might know. Our team leaders also like to hold um, some friendly competitions with great rewards which is an added bonus. An additional stream of income is never a bad thing. Um, I think for a lot of pharmacists Working for Rodan and Fields is a natural fit because we like helping people and we're comfortable talking to people about these products because a lot of them are um, ingredients that we're familiar with and we have the background to know what these products might be able to do to help somebody, potential side effects that might come along and how we could help overcome those side effects.
0: Well, I guess I was just, I did a quick Google search and found that a lot of pharmacists are tied to Rodan and Fields, but... What really impressed me was so on Thursday night, you know, we put the kids to bed and you were talking to your uh, team leader, the person that you work with, and you were so excited about what was going on, you completely ignored scandal on Thursday night, which, which I mean, ignoring me for scandal is one thing, but ignoring scandal for something else. I just, the first thing I just wanted to make sure was that, you know, that relationship between you and Keith Urban didn't happen yet. And then once I was confident with that, I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll go to work and get some stuff done. I had something for something big going on on Friday. Um, but, but tell me about the excitement that you kind of have with this side business and, and it's kind of fun. I, I've, I've had a lot of fun talking to you about kind of some of the things that come along with it. I, you know, started as a realtor and, and left that when we came to Iowa and then, you know, now I, uh, my big thing is authoring those books. Uh, but tell me about on the entrepreneurship side, what just really excites you about connecting with other people and, and helping them?
1: What gets me excited is one, this is, like time out me time where I can have a break from
0: me. My, yes, <laughs> can have a break from I me. I can have a break from the kids, So the kids are down <laughs> and and maybe yes. you should have let me know Leave that me I alone. need. To, I know that I, I should have gone down too. Yeah. I'll <laughs> all
1: of you go to bed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it actually makes myself, makes me have just, carve out time to do something that I actually get some joy out of besides, you know, taking care of you and the children (laughs) (laughs) and my day job. Um, But otherwise, without, before I started doing this, after the kids would go to bed, then I would start cleaning, getting ready for the next day, never doing anything really for me. So this allows me, even if I just do it for five, 10 minutes, it's sit down quiet time where I'm just can focus in on me and trying to help somebody else. Because truly if I find somebody and I can help them and I see that they're excited about it and then I see the results, there that brings me such great joy that I know that this I'm doing the right thing.
0: We uh we went out to our tenth uh, wedding anniversary dinner and ended up finding out that Polly Shore was at the funny bone. And while we're sitting there, uh I kind of learned a lot about that I, I can't believe I didn't know, I mean we've been married for ten years, but that almost 45 minutes of your day after you come home is burnt up by making dinner. So it'd be, it seems like if you made enough money doing this, um, there's a lot of things that you could maybe pay for time-wise so that the first two hours of the day before you go, uh, you could spend with the kids and then the two hours after would be much more productive and, and less those kind of things that kind of bring you down. Uh, what are your goals with uh, the with Rodan and Fields right now it just seems like you're just kind of enjoying yourself uh, you told me about the the equation for how much money you make and that, <laughs> <laughs> that you're like you know what i don't know I just, I just it sounds like that's good that you know your focus is so much on the patient or the the customer that uh, you don't even really worry about the money but the money seems to follow so what what are your goals uh, maybe in the in the next year
1: um, uh, yeah, if I could hire a chef, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little ambitious, but that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> well, even for them to
0: come in for a day, right. And make all the meals for the week.
1: Right. Yes. If I could have just food prep and ready to go, that's something that the kids would actually eat and not have to like fight with them every night and what's for dinner would be amazing. Um, yeah. Any, anything that could help me not have to do stuff that I'm not really enjoying and it's taking time away from the kids, which I feel like I already ha- don't get to spend a lot of time with them working full time uh, is an added bonus.
0: So I guess um, how would you recommend uh, somebody get involved in this? Do they just call you? Do they just, um, how does it work for someone to kind of dip the toe in the water? Because a lot of times uh Many people are afraid you're gonna. As soon as you get on their email list, or as soon as you become friends with them on Facebook, you're just gonna start hounding them until they they become part of your network. And I think that's a I think that's a, a genuine fear that they're going to have. Um, tell me a little bit about how you start with a customer and how that relationship either works or doesn't work. How how you know times comes to fruition.
1: Um. So I just reach out to people, tell them uh, about. Rodan and Fields in general and then I just talk to them about how I love I love what I'm using, I love the business, and I just asked if they'd be interested in learning more. And if they're interested in learning more, I kinda of find out what might be a good fit with them if it's the business side, it's the product side, if it's both. Um, if they don't respond, I try to reach out again and I send a message saying I have a no hounding policy. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here. We, we will be getting a dog
0: soon, but there's a no hounding policy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so my my goal is not to push it on people or put people off or be like, oh god, Mindy's sending me another message. I need a block That I don't. That's not what I'm going for. So if you flat out say don't bother me ever again fine that's fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it's a different fine when you say fine to me it's never been fine fine but but, okay well well maybe I'm not clear on the the two routes that you just uh, talked about so when I was in real estate there usually was a divide although all realtors can help people with listings and people can help with uh, the buying side some people really preferred the buying side, going out there, helping somebody go find a home, uh, basically going shopping with them. And then the other side was really a marketing side, making sure the listing gets as much money as you can, uh, marketing it and doing that thing. And and we usually saw a divide that about one quarter liked to do the listing side and about three out of four would do the buying side. And that's how we ended up with these teams. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the two sides that you talked about. You talked about product side and business side. So can you talk about the business side first and then product side?
1: So as the business side, that's the side where you're actually um, trying to gain customers and promoting the business. And then the product side is where you want to use the products but you're not necessarily interested in selling any of the products
0: And then so you would kind of talk to the person and maybe they don't know uh, maybe they're maybe they're shy uh, We know that uh, the pharmacy community is significant number of introverts. I've talked about this before where there's just not a lot of people that make it through organic chemistry that had amazing social lives you know there's a, there's a bit of introversion that you have to have if you're going to spend that much time studying. So tell me a little bit about, let's say I'm just too scared or I'm an introvert. Can I be successful as an introvert doing these kinds of businesses? Because I think that tends to be a a real um, concern or fear.
1: Yeah, I'm a definite introvert. I mean, if we went out, we would... If I went out by myself, I could never make a friend. But if I'm with you, we can make friends with the whole room.
0: So. <laughs> I'm chatty. <Yeah. laughs> I
1: mean, you could make friends with a door. <laughs> I can't. Um, so, so, yes, it, it pushes me out of my comfort zone, which is a good thing. Because I don't mean to necessarily be shy. That's just my natural response. But this actually pushes me out to talk to people. Um, because I, I, I do like talking to people. I just for some reason or other, I just clam up instead. So this gives me a reason to reach out and to go outside of my comfort zone.
0: Well, in terms of uh, someone that I would want as a pharmacist, sometimes while you have the very chatty person like me, uh, if you want someone that is an absolute listener, that is listening to every word you say, and that really is, is taking things in, I feel like that would be you. So I feel like you would really take the time to listen to what Uh, concerns I had. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what you're listening for as someone's kind of talking about uh, what issues they're having? Uh, Is it just, okay, I've got the solution here, I've got the solution, or or does it maybe take a little bit more? Because uh, it sounds like this is a lot more complex than, okay, you've got dry skin, you've got oily skin, you've got this concern, we can fix it with this.
1: Right, so you're trying to find, well, I'm trying to find exactly what is bothering them, what's bringing them down, and how I could help them, whether it's kind of encouraging them that, you know, this could help them and they might feel really great in their skin and have more confidence, or whether it's, you know, let's prevent anything from happening. It's listening to their whole story and knowing that you're there for them to help them along the way, and you're not trying to pressure them into anything that might not work, because, if it's not going to work for them, I don't want them to use it.
0: So um, I guess uh, if, if somebody is interested or somebody wants to, to learn more and get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? What's your best contact information?
1: Uh, so my email address is Gara, which is G-U-E-R-R-A dot Mindy, M-I-N-D-Y at yahoo.com. Or you could also send me a Facebook message.
0: Um, so I think yours is, uh, Gara Mindy seven or Mindy Gara seven, something like that. Uh, you're one of a kind, but there are like seven (laughs) of you on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, let me, let me just ask you a couple of questions uh, that I always ask at the end here. Uh, what's the best career advice that you've ever given or received?
1: Oh, well, I always tell my pharmacy students that I have that you're only going to get out of what you're putting in. So if my students show up just to show up and take up space, I tell them they're really not going to get anything out of it. And they're not going to make good contacts for the rest of their you know, career. But if they show up and they're engaged and they have questions, they're going to learn so much more. So that's my advice. And that can pertain to anything.
0: Um, what inspires you?
1: I think right now my, my kids.
0: What about me? Well, yeah. <laughs> <you> in <laughs> what inspires you that your kids have done recently?
1: I <laughs> mean, when they get along and we have so much fun, that just inspires me to be able to, to make time to be with them Or I feel like life is just crazy and there's not actually time that you just spend getting to know them and doing things together, which... It's kind of sad, so I think they inspire me to be more present with them.
0: Yeah, well, sometimes I'll take two, and you'll take one, and it's like, we've got one kid, and that's kind of fun sometimes, too. Fun. You get to know them. Um, what's your best daily ritual to keep your work on track?
1: Uh, are you a list person? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a multitasker, and I'm very organized. It drives me nuts when things are out of place, so... I think I have to, I have a list in my head and I get that done. And once that's done, then I feel okay. But you know me, I don't sit down until stuff's done.
0: Well, actually that brings up something really important. How do you convey what's most important on the list in your head to your spouse? Or what's the best way for your spouse to make sure that he's...
1: You can't read my mind.
0: I've been trying. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying. Uh, how, How can, for example... I had no idea that if I were to to make lunch and dinner or if I were to have made dinner every night for the kids and make sure that they they ate, that it would make your life exponentially better. And we've been married 10 years, so obviously it'd be better if I was a good listener and an introvert than an extrovert. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but what do you think uh, for those people out there that maybe are pharmacists, pharmacist couples or that are trying to get their entrepreneurship journey going and if they just had another 45 minutes or another hour every day, they could do it. Uh, how would you convey that or, or how do you, um, without nagging or something like that, How do you how do you convey that to the spouse? Like, this is really important. If you could help me with this, then I could do this and that would make us both happy.
1: Yeah, I'm terrible at that because I just try to fix everything myself. That's my flaw. So okay, so it's your fault. That, yes, that's <laughs> my fault.
0: <laughs> All right, Mindy, thanks for being on the show. Uh, again, to figure out the pharmacy future leaders the pharmacy podcast, if you'd be interested in being on the show, contact me on Facebook uh, with a direct message, or you can email me at a a g u e r r a at dmac.edu. And we again thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders.